Those of you that have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. We'll be reading verses 1 through 7. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 7. If you have it, say amen. Let's read. I'll read the first verse, you read the second, and so on. Amen? Amen. Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels, and have not charity, uh -huh. I become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profits, profits me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunted not itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Speaketh not of her own is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice it in the truth. Beareth all things, yeah. believeth all things, yeah. hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity but, never faileth. Go ahead. Go ahead. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Bow your heads all over the building. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for this congregation right now. We pray for the Lasters, even in their time of sickness. Yes, God. Lord, we pray that you strengthen their bodies. Give the doctors and wisdom and the knowledge, Lord. In the name Send of Jesus. Send forth a healing touch for Sister Orr. Sister Orr, Oh, God, God, in the name of Brother Jesus. Brother Tony, God, in We plead the Jesus. blood of Jesus for the whole blood house, all over the place. Lord, in the mighty name the of Jesus. The last of family, God. Lord, we ask you right now, touch every home, oh, God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, save us, deliver us, heal us, yeah, oh, God. Lord. Deliver every sickness right now. We bind every spirit, oh God, that will cause a destruction, cause something evil, is causing unrest. In the name of Jesus, we speak peace to that situation right now where there's confusion. In the name, in the name of Jesus. We speak healing to sickness, right? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as you look down on this world, God. Lord, we can, we know, and we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. It's your mercy that has not failed us, oh God. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us one more sunny day. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, move on every soul this morning. Touch the mind of every hearer this morning. Strengthen us, oh God. Build us up on our most holy faith right now. Give us the joy that we need, Lord. 
Give us the peace that we need, Lord. Give us the understanding that we need. Oh, most holy Father, Lord. God, oh God, like no other God. Yes, God. we thank you, God, for what you're doing, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for how you kept us and never left us, Lord. Now, Lord, we get ready to break the bread of life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, cause an encouragement, cause a stirring, cause a hope, cause a joy, cause a peace to enter into the hearts of your people, Lord. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, those that are hungry, Lord, cause a hungry soul to be made fat, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bless your manservant, God. Yes, God. We clear your thought, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. The subject this morning is understanding the love of God. There's also a scripture in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, the verses 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prosper. Prophesy, brother. The subject this morning is understanding God's love. A lot of times when you see the word charity, it's actually talking about love. Here in the 14th chapter, it literally means to pursue love. And so we must understand that we are in a pretty interesting situation. Uh-huh. Everything that we need to maintain our saved life have already been given. Uh, what I like about God, you don't see stone tablets and books falling out of heaven. Uh-huh. He gave us exactly what we need to be saved. When you understand you can't have love without God. But the problem that we face, we lack understanding. We don't quite understand how this thing holds us together. We don't understand how understanding the word of God is so pertinent to our faith. We don't understand that if we read the word of God, we should automatically grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's sort of like when we were in school, the teacher would give us a homework assignment. If you didn't get the assignment, you never understood the lecture. Uh Because the lecture actually 
help you better understand or understood what you read. The Bible talks about understanding, and I'm going to give you a few verses. Uh, Proverbs 18 and 2, a fool taketh no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So don't be foolish. You need understanding. That's why a lot of people now have been tricked and being duped in this day because there's a whole lot of stuff that sound good, but it ain't good for you. Psalms 119 verses 130. The unfolding of your word gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. God always wanted his people to understand what his word come to do. Proverbs 14 and 29, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he has a hasty temper expresses folly. So we must understand that not only by your words, but by your actions, determine whether you understand God or not. Huh? So when you understand the Bible, which tell us get understanding, and all you're getting, get an understanding also. So it is not God's fault when y'all have to excuse me. I'm gonna pull this out. I don't lost a little bit. <laughs> When it's important that you understand that it's not God's fault that when you come to the house of God and you've gotten an opportunity to ask questions and to in, get, become enlightened about the things that may be troubling you and you don't do it, that's not God's fault. It is your fault that you don't get an understanding. There's some things that can be broken down in Bible study that cannot be broken down in preaching because it's hard for the preacher once he had gained momentum to get back up to where he was. So you must understand today that what I'm trying to do is to help you that the burden of understanding is on you, is not on God. God already know what he said and said what he meant, but it's your and my responsibility to get an understanding. When you look at, according to the online dictionary, it defines understanding. The ability to understand something or comprehend something. It is synonymous to apprehend, grasp, grips, mastery, uh, perception. So it is our responsibility to find out, Lord, what are you saying to me? A lot of times, I, that's why I'm so glad I came up in the old church. It was mandatory that you were a preacher, you have to be at Bible study. You were a preacher, you had to be at Sunday school. 
<laughs> because if this, if you can't, you can't preach, you can't preach. Because if you got to make sure that you got the right word down in you. We're now living in a decade now where opinions, opinions, opinions seem to matter more than the truth of God's word. We're now living in a time now where everything that is truth and everything that is holy is being challenged by somebody. Rather than us following after God and trying to find out what is it that the Lord requires. You do know that God requires something of you. You do know that you were not put in the kingdom to be a flower just sitting and looking pretty. Oh, God requiring something of you and me every day of our life. And what I'm so glad that when we look at this, that God put this whole thing in motion even before we got here. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We all can understand love because we've all had some kind of expression of love in our life. Even though we didn't really understand what we were talking about. I remember sometimes when you were young talking to the old folk. They say you got milk on your breath. You don't even know what nothing about what love is. You need to go somewhere and sit down. You don't even know what you're talking about. But I know that you know now, and if you're up on age now, you know love is a sacrifice. I love you now. You know you don't love them because they look good today because there is a tomorrow. Ah, hallelujah. When everybody don't look like they looked when you first fell in love. Oh, before you realize the work that it took to get them to look like what they look like when you first met them. I should have had some amens in the room. But one thing that I found out, everybody in here has a type of love or dealing with the type of emotion of love or dealing with an affection. Hallelujah to God. But one thing that I found out, I don't care how we try to be objective in our love. We're always partial. I wish I had somebody in here. Look like y'all gonna make me preach truth before you can get it. I couldn't figure out why some folks fell in love with long hair. Then some fell in love with long, large hips. But it was a love thing. Everybody had their certain 
that they like. Some like them tall and some like them short. Some like them wide and some like them thin. But everybody had their preference. And before you couldn't say anything. But when it came to say, boy, but I love them. Hallelujah to God. The one thing we forgot that even though we look at love in a different way than God looks at love, God looks at all of our flaws, all of our failures, everything that was in us, and everything that we were going to go through, everything that we went through, every bad relationship that we're still holding on to, and he said, but I still love him, hallelujah to God, you ought to clap your hands, be thankful to God, cause don't nobody love you, like God loves you, I wish I had somebody, then we begin to look at it, I don't care, me. God loves me. I don't care who can't stand me. But God loves me. Hallelujah to God. We must understand before God got here, when God began to create in Genesis, He created us in His image and in His likeness. Can I tell you, there was a time that the genome of the genetic composition of man was in line with God. His thought was in line with our thoughts. And our thoughts was in line with his thoughts. And therefore it made us a perfect man or a perfect one man in the presence of God. And I sometimes I don't think we fully understand what the love of God done when he draw us out of the world and put us in the church of the living God. He put us back on the right road to become whole, to become perfect. Not in how closer to God right now than you have ever been. Hallelujah. And you need to understand if you don't get nothing else this morning and God loves you for not only being on the right road but not in your life. Hallelujah. 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 
this morning that I come to challenge you in the word of God. Hallelujah. We don't realize how we allow situations to damage our love between us and God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. If I ask you this morning, can you tell me one day that you feel like God beat you wrong? I want to hear about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. A lot of times we want to treat God the way folks treat us. But hallelujah to God. When you begin to look at the days you didn't deserve it. But God never took an inch of his man back from you. Hallelujah to God. He told you to come. But you told him you didn't want to come that day. You still acted back. I answer but I love you. He told you to live a holy life. And you didn't want to do it. Not every day. Not every day. You didn't want to do it. I just don't want to do it today. Hallelujah. God. I'm still allowed to one more day. Do I have anybody out here? When you look at some of the love stories that's in the Bible, Samson and Delilah, at one time, Samson, we laid our head in the wrong moment left. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. But I can hear God say, but I still love you. Sometimes, sister, you were the liar. Rubbing the wrong man's head. Hallelujah. But I God said, but I loved you, and I still love you, hallelujah to God, I hear somebody cry out in their spirit, thank you Lord, then some of us, not only, we were like, Yes, we did. Hallelujah. 
I still hear God saying, but I love you. When we begin to look at all the mistakes and the errors that we made around the phrase of love,
But God gave me one more sunny day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. It ain't based on when we can get up and cook breakfast. It ain't based on that. But hallelujah. Well, there's anything in the refrigerator or anything in the cupboard. I'm excited because God loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. So, 
child of God should never let a phrase hit their lips like, I don't feel like God loves me. Our relationship is not based on feeling. It's based on the facts of the word of God. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 19, it, it, it talks about there's going to be a group of people. There's going to be a generation coming. And all they're going to deal with is their feelings. And it calls them lascivious. Their desire. And it's here. Have you notice everything they put out, they want to make it sexy. Everything. Everything. Sexy. You can't have a car without it being sexy. Brother, you can't go to the gym and sweat without they have, trying to have you looking sexy. This is the lascivious generation. And can I tell you, you've got to watch that lascivious spirit. Got you dealing with all your emotions. You know how people get mad get happy, get sad, get mad, get happy, get sad. Walk around with just about everything hanging. Brother, you ain't got to look hard no more. Sisters, you ain't got to look hard no more. You can already see what they're working with. They have lost their sense of shame. That's what lasciviousness does. It causes folks to deal. So, sisters and brothers, you better watch out. There's a whole lot of spirits you need to worry about other than the Holy Ghost. Folks saying that they don't want the Holy Ghost, but they ain't turning down them other spirits either. They get in their house filled. They want to deal with their emotions. It is hard now to convince folk that you don't have any ulterior motive and you don't have anything against them because they give a play to that spirit. I'm under the persuasion. I got too much to do for me to be worried about you. So you really don't know how important you really are. And don't make me say it. They can't move past how they feel. 
And they want everybody to love them. But it's never enough. That's why we need the truth to set us free. You know, some of these things that people have people doing this, that don't mean I love you because I bring you a glass of water. But see, we want to handle God like we handle each other. So it's important for us to understand what is love? God is love. And what the writer is telling us once you get the love of God, it comes with all these other gifts for the people in the church. You trying to work up something, but no, if you let the love of God flow, God will allow you to flow in the gifts of the Spirit that's going to affect His church. Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had, I wish I had somebody. Trying to make things happen. The Lord, grace, great grace for us, was motivated by his love. When you get up every morning, and when you cross your eyes, and you say one of those words, that you do one of, and God don't kill you. God don't kill you. God don't expose what's in your heart. You had some grace. You had another day to get it together. Ephesians 2 and 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which was, he loved us. He loved us. We try to make or give off the impression that we love God more than he loved us. No, we don't. God has never shortchanged any of us in any kind of way. He don't even let Jesus or send Jesus back to talk to us when we're wrong. He let the word and the Holy Ghost get us back in order. And we should be strong enough to have so much love for him that we should be able to say, God, I'm sorry. I violated our trust. You would hold, you would hold somebody to that standard. Why not hold yourself to that standard when it comes to God? You'll tell us, well, you could at least say it to a side. We come to God like, I ain't did nothing and you need to give me a stand ovation for showing up. 
Galatians 5 and 16. As far as our relationship to Christ, Jesus is concerned. It doesn't matter what, what we are, whether we are circumcised or not. The matter, what matters is a faith that expresses itself through love. Faith that expresses itself through love. Through love. This is where you got to challenge yourself. You got to examine yourself. Is what you're doing manifesting your love that you say you love God back to Him? It's not about Sunday morning service, Wednesday night Bible study. It's about every day, wherever you go, there's a responsibility that God is looking for. And believe it or not, right now, it is needed more than ever. It's needed for the folks that love God, act like they love him 24-7. As the world grows dark, as people are becoming depressed and people becoming lascivious and people becoming with all these other negative emotions, finding somebody that actually loved God, finding somebody that actually believed what they're talking about. You know, even in some of our relationships, even where some of them that didn't work out, you already knew it before it came to an end. Because you was on the more of a giving end, and the individual was on more of a receiving end. And there was nothing meeting in the middle. A one-sided affair. Are you producing that toward God today? A one-sided affair. I'll take everything you give me, but I'm not going to give you nothing in return. Are you seeking after what you can get? I believe we call them gold diggers back in the day. Don't be a spiritual gold digger. Want to love him when ain't nobody around that can hold you to it. When somebody else comes back, oh, we just friends. Come on here, saints. We do God that way a lot of times. But you do know one day you're going to have to pay for it. Payday is coming after a while. We, right now, <clears throat> there is such a need that we need from God that 
Can't nobody do it. And God loves us so much that he's willing to do it. We should become appreciative. We should be more appreciative of what God is doing. And what God has done in our lives. That we should be able to thank him anywhere. We should be able to let God know that I know I didn't deserve that. But you did it anyway. I think there was a time there was a phrase that hit the church. Where the children of God begin to think that we deserve everything God did for us. We call ourselves king's kids. Meaning we had a right to the inheritance. But we didn't have no right to the inheritance. We don't even have a right to be in the house of God. We don't even have a right to... I don't have a right to be up above this lecture. But because God so loved the world, I think we, 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 we take too much for granted. We, 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 we won't, don't want folks to take us for granted. We, we, we take too much for granted when it comes down to God. He's my water. He's my bread. He's the shelter. He's my clothing. He's my food. He's my all in all. If God don't do it, it can't be done. We, we listen to other folks' opinion over God. And we know he loves us. He loved us while we were in our sins. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, I'm going to read it here and again. Love is patient. Look how patient God is to Love is kind. Love is not envious. Love is not proud. Love does not rejoice in evil. God don't, you don't get excited when you get bad, you start getting bad things happening to you. Love rejoices in truth. Love beareth all things. He helps you with everything. Everything. When you mess up, everything. Love believes the best about things. Love endures all things. Love never, ever fails. Look at God. He never, ever fails. You may wake up tomorrow mad at everybody. You may go to work tomorrow and be ready to curse everybody out. Yeah, you your same tongue talking self. <laughs> Listen to what Jeremiah says about God. 
Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn. That's how you got in here. Why were you out there kicking up your heels, doing everything you were big and bad enough to do? God's love draws you out. He didn't yank a pull, but he slowly, slowly drawed you out. You didn't do that. You couldn't have done that. Zephaniah 3 and 17. The Lord your God in your midst, the Almighty One will say, He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Look at that. God's going to so love for you. He's going to sing to you. It's up above my head, I hear music in here. Romans 8 and 5 and 8, rather. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, yes. 2 Corinthians 13 and 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Now look at this. The God of love is going to give you peace to live in peace. And if you're living in hell, you sure need the love of God to give you peace. First John 4, 7, and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God, and knows God. He who does not, does not love does not know God, for God is love. So you expect that out there. You expect them to treat you every kind of way out there. We don't do that because we love God. And God is love. I hope that gave you an understanding of God's love. Demonstrates it 